Hi, I'm JK, the host of Sorts from the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, and I'm here to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, with everything you need in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours, and you're listening to the Neighbourhood Rewatch. So welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. This is season two, episode one. Who knows what, what's going to happen over this season? Do you know? I don't know. None Fuck. of us knew. None of us knew where season one was going to take us. And it took us some some weird and wild and wacky places. Uh, so who, who knows what's in store for season two? It is very exciting. Have you got any um, predictions for season two? Uh, someone's Let's do die. some season two predictions. That'd be nice. Well, just straight off the bat, just start doing well, predictions. Well, fuck it. Yeah, we'll do. I, I'm guessing we're going to maybe do a previously on the neighborhood rewatch. We'll do something like that. Well, you'll tell us all the stuff about Twitter and all the shit that we're on. We're on loads of shit. Um, <laughs> then we'll just get straight into some fucking neighbors. Let's just. That but, sounds but, like- but before we do that, I want to hear your prediction for season two. Go. Uh, someone is going to die. We're Me, you are Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of die are you talking about? Uh, well, he I don't need to die. Intro, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about hair dye. Are you um, dye your hair? No, I don't. I don't need to. It dye looks my darker. Hair. You used to be quite not fair, but you know, not like dark brown and not blonde. You kind of in between. That looks really dark. Have you been dyeing it? No, it's just you sure? natural. It's natural with old age. Think it gets darker. Of the three of us, you were probably the last one to dye your hair. Why? Why did you say that? Just feel like you were. I'm not. I'm no, not I just making a judgment on your character. I feel like the last one. <laughs> the last one of the three of us. We're, we're... I need to, but I haven't. No, I'm Do you need to? Like... It's a bit at the side. It ain't great, to be honest with you. Uh, ah, own it. it. Yeah, embrace oh, it. I, I'm sticking with it, because otherwise... You're a, you're a teacher. Just, just get get a suit with some elbow pads on it. Just lean into the professor look. Okay. I like that. Maybe you could start calling me the professor on season two. Ooh. <laughs> Should we give ourselves nicknames? Adam the no. Professor. No. Yeah, a, a Professor Adam, Pony okay. Boy, and Ginge. There you go. <laughs> there we go. See, we didn't know that was going to happen in season two, and that just happened. There we go. So, welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Uh, I am your host of sorts, JK, uh, aka Pony Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is there going to be more in-jokes, uh, inside jokes on um, the season? Hopefully. More in-jokes, definitely. Okay. But, more jokes because... that no one will understand. Yeah. No, but that's good because our audience are now in on the jokes too. Some and of them. Some of them are. No, most of them are. Even even from last season, some of the Neighbours cast were in on our jokes. Getting in on it. So they're all in jokes. You can be all part of this this inner circle that is the neighborhood we watch. Tim, what's your prediction? 
Ah, oh, who knows? Depends how many episodes we get to be a part of now, because have you found anywhere else where we can watch them? Uh, oh, no. So an update on that. Uh, it's the, the episodes are on uh, UK Neighbours Fans Forever on Daily Motion. They're just not in the... I was going to the 1998 playlist, uh, but because he put some episodes in a playlist, but no, there is more episodes on there. Uh, they, they are slightly less frequent though, so we're going to be doing a, a couple more time jumps. Yeah, see, that that's what I'm talking about, because if we end up like doing... We do a handful of episodes per episode of the podcast, but we might get through 200 episodes this season. So we could do. We could do. Well, the episode. I'm glad you said where we watch out, where we watch our episodes, because I think it'd be nice this season as well. Just throwing something else out here. If some of our listeners, because we are getting a few listeners now, um, if they fancy watching a few with us, uh, not with us at the same time. Fuck that. I like to watch Neighbours by myself in the bath sometimes. Um, <laughs> but um, if they watch them as well, then they'll get maybe get a little bit more what we're talking about. Maybe they can, they'll put some comments on our Twitter and Instagram pages and stuff like that about the episodes we're watching. That'd be quite nice. A bit more interaction in season two, I'm thinking. Interactivity. I like that a lot. Uh, those, those are all great ideas. Great effort, everyone. Uh, season two is going to fly, undoubtedly. Uh, do you want to tell everybody where they can get us on on things on things yeah uh, like at watch neighbor at watch neighbor is our is our twitter and instagram handle uh we also have a patreon patreon.com that uh so that's where you can become a patron of the show so you can help support this show and you will get exclusive exclusive access to uh, our unedited uh, advert-free podcasts as well. You, so you'll get you might even, even get, jokes. You might even get to witness the four or five times we tried to start this podcast and couldn't get through the intro. No, I I, I, <laughs> I just deleted those straight away. Because once you end the call, Zoom asks you to, if you want to save the recording, I was just like, absolutely not. What? They've gone? <laughs> They've gone forever. They've oh, gone out of the ether. Sorry, no everyone. Will ever know. What are they getting for their quid a month then? So they're a pound a month. Like I said, they're getting their, uh, they're getting the unedited. You're free. fucking deleting it all. <laughs> yeah, but that, that was basically me for half an hour trying to do the intro and getting it wrong every single time. True. And then YouTube peer pressuring me to have an alcoholic drink to make, <laughs> to make the podcast better. That was never said. <laughs> it was certainly implied. I feel. Uh, <laughs> So you're not drinking alcohol now, you're drinking fruit juice. I know. Maybe this is what's going wrong. That's what we said. It wasn't peer pressure. <laughs> right. Anyway, onwards and forwards with the podcast. Uh, so the episodes we have been watching this time around is episodes 3122 to 3124. Uh, but before we jump into those, I do want to talk about the season one cliffhanger that we had which was Susan absolutely slapping the shit out of Carl and kicking him out the house. Do you, do you two want to know what the immediate aftermath of that was? Yeah, because I watched the episodes, but like you say, there was a bit of a jump there of about 10 episodes. So I know where Carl is now for the episodes I've watched, but I haven't got a fucking Scooby what happened to him the day after. So please fill us in. Well, uh, the first, the most important thing I need to fill you in a minute is about all the beef. Because we know Luke had a lot of meat. And I know, Tim, you were particularly worried about what was going to happen to all that meat. 
So I lost I sleep. So you know what they should have done? Can I? This is what I think they should have done, and then you can tell us what they did. I think because this was for the wedding, right? There was a lot of beef. Mm-hmm. I think they should have played a game called "What's Your Beef," right? <laughs> and then, so blind blindfolded though, and people had to stick their face into the different meals because everyone in the street was making different meals out of this beef for this wedding. You have to stick your face into it and you have to say what the meal was. What did they make out of the beef? That sounds like a, a toady for a radio phone-in kind of. What's your beef? What's your beef? <laughs> that is a great idea. Uh, did you, you think we'll take that? Channel 4, ITV? Um, I think that's more of a, like a Sky Atlantic. Just after, um, like, the mayor of Easttown, I think, what's your beef? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, when A League of Their Own's not on, I think we could we could fill that spot with... What's your beef? With, with, with what's Just your an hour-long hour quiz show called What's Your Beef? Yeah. It'd be, it'd be really good as well if I could push James Gordon's head into some beef. I'd really enjoy that. Or, better um, idea, throw him into the mincer... <laughs> and solve all our fucking problems. <laughs> Nothing against James Corden. It's just that he seems to have all the jobs. No, it is um, against James Corden, Tim. I used to like him. Now I think he's a fat cunt who's on everything. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, I'm the same, but I know it's just pure jealousy on my part. Uh, we should uh, get James Corden on the podcast now. Nah, we fuck him, he's on him. everything else. <laughs> <laughs> we are the I one show that... He's probably We're the one show without James Corden. We're the only one. We won't take him. Fuck off. Don't want him. Maybe that's how we should advertise the podcast. It's the only podcast without James Corden on it. People will tune in for it. Perfect. The only show in the world without James Corden. A James Corden free podcast. Maybe that's what we should just rename it. The James Corden free podcast. <laughs> so, the beef. Getting back to, to Neighbours. Uh, on the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Uh, so, <laughs> sassy bitch. <laughs> People you... don't come for the neighbours. <laughs> they come for the neighbours, but they stay for the... The beef. The beef? There you go. <laughs> well done. Oh, wow. There's <laughs> our new tagline for season two. Come for the neighbours, <laughs> stay for the beef. And then we'll get you in various poses. Maybe those white shorts again. Just the white shorts, though, this time. And just get get a a Sharpie and write hashtag beef or hashtag the beef on your chest. (laughs) I thought you were going to go down the the route of me just holding different cuts of meat. I'd be all right with that. I'd be all right with that. And then they could guess what the meat is. What's your beef? Yes, that is the game. (laughs) Come on, tell us what actually happened. This is ridiculous. It could, it could be different rounds. They could be the guess the cut round. They could be the, the, the face, smash the face into the beef. Uh, there could be a blind taste test round as well. I feel like you've ruined my idea. <laughs> there's, not, there's not a single person still fucking listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we've got first-time listeners like, oh, yeah, season two, they must be established now. Well, what, listen to some of this shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, neighbours, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Right, come on, tell us what actually happened. What actually happened. So, the beef, don't worry, it all got used. None of it got wasted. It, they had a beef buffet at Little Tommy Tucker's. 
It was an all-you-can-eat beef buffet, and it was a roaring success, and Lou was very happy with it. And they did siphon off a little bit to the cafe as well, but Harold wasn't happy about that because he's vegetarian, obviously. Uh, so he did a bit of about it. And, and that was, so yeah, that, that was the immediate aftermath. Uh, there's really no other immediate aftermath after, after this. Well, you Everyone... started this by saying, oh, it left, we left on the big cliffhanger, Susan slapped Carl. Let me tell you about all the beef. So you've, told, it was, the af- you've told us about the aftermath, but not what you were fucking telling us about. I'm sure some people finished season one and thought, fuck, that was a lot of beef. I wonder what happened to it. I think some people, though, probably thought, oh, Susan slapped Carl, kicked him out of the house. Their marriage might be over. They're probably the two big, biggest stars in the show. Um, what happened with them? Tell us what happened previously well, on Neighbours. Previous, well, Carl, we kind of already... So in the episodes that we watched, Carl's just living in a shithole. And that's just all he is doing. He just leaves and goes to live in a shithole. Have I missed much. anything in my 10 episodes that I didn't see, though? You're telling me nothing happened in those 10 episodes? Not really, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean, uh, yeah, like, Carl's just been living in a shithole. Susan went on a cleaning spree and just cleaned everything in the house. And then, and then went on a little bit of a mini break with, uh, if you remember Kim, uh, who she was teaching with in Wangaretta. They went on a little mini break and then she came back and then that was that. Was that. Fucking TV gold. <laughs> uh, Billy has got slightly closer to Anna over there. So I feel like they may, they may be uh, trying to rekindle that romance. Uh, Sarah's just been a fucking sad sack as usual. There's literally no difference with her. She's just a sad sack that's a, and, and that's it. Uh, Libby did have a go at her. And then that she had a little... Good. She's not give her, give her some shit. No, because Sarah was just like, she just shouted at her and just walked away. And Sarah didn't really just say anything back. She just kind of took it. I thought she might have chinned her. No, there was no, there was no, there was no fisticuffs at all. Uh, she had a little bit of a go with Drew for being friends with Sarah and kind of was like, well, you had him to be Whoa. friends with her or me. What the f- Drew? He's yeah. Just, he's just being the nice mechanic. Why is he getting shit? Mm. Uh, well, because he was friends with Sarah. Well, yeah. Libby was like, well, you can either be the friends with one or the other. And then that, that was one of the episode cliffhangers. Uh, and then Libby went, actually, no, I'm being silly. Sorry, you can be friends with her. Just don't, just don't talk about her to me. And that brings us right up to speed to where we are, to be honest. it's these epi- the, the episodes that we missed are a lot of people just talking about what happened and putting their, doing their own moralizing on it. Well, everybody knows about it, though. Everyone's yeah, yeah. It's all around the street. It's all around the street. So everybody knows about it. Everybody's had their two pennies worth about it. Uh, but life is moving on, and uh, like I said, Carl is now just living in a shithole. He's made friends with a guy called Cliff, who looks like another divorcee. Uh, you, you know what this reminded me of? Go on. So you know, in The Simpsons, where Millhouse's dad. <laughs> gets gets kicked out and he has to go and live in like the special apartment block for um divorced men and they like have a, like have parties and do limbo down by the swimming pool and <laughs> dare each other to go on big nights out and talk to girls and then his dad Millhouse's dad sleeps in a race car bed and then Homer comes round and he says I I sleep in a, a race car bed do you? And Homer says, no, I sleep in a bed with my wife. 
So that's why I was that's why I was thinking with Carl. He was he just he's he's yeah, he's a bit fucked in this divorced yeah. men's club now, isn't he? And yeah. Cliff yeah. wants to take him on a night out, and Carl's like, No, I'm I'm obviously feeling a bit sorry for myself. And Cliff's like, No, no, no. I'm gonna take you on a big night out. And I am yeah. gutted that we didn't see any of this night out. No. In, in, true Nevis, in true Never style, we never will. They could have just gone to little Tommy Fuckers and I thought that's where they were gonna out. go. He said, I'm gonna take you to the like the swingingest hot spot in town. And I thought they would be right round Tommy Tuckers, but you don't <laughs> see it, they're just back home a bit later with a whiskey each, having a sulk. Yeah. Cliff, Cliff Cliff's very much embracing the the divorcee lifestyle. He's he's, he's slightly along the more the the phase of divorcee rather than Carl is in that first phase of oh fuck what have I done here? Everything's ruined. Are the phases? Do you think there are phases? Uh yeah, I think what so. What are the phases? Do you think? If we uh, were like we don't know, but do you, what would we say if we were to guess? Let's say there's like five phases because it's like if you're like it's denial and all that kind of stuff in it. Yeah. So what, all right. So are there, the, first... are the specific divorce phases. All right. Yeah. So the first phase is probably what Carl's in right now, which is that oh fuck, what have I done? This is terrible. Phase. I like that for a name of a yeah. phase. Good. Yeah. Uh, second phase is probably uh, trying to win her back. I imagine. I imagine that's. I imagine there's going to be a lot of begging coming next because he doesn't like the change. He just wants things to go back to normal. He probably wants to forget about what's happened. I imagine that's phase two. Uh, I imagine Cliff's in phase three, which is like, fuck this, this is great. I'm see, I'm Fringle. I, I'm Fringle. I'm single and free. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. You're free and single. You're actually Fringle. I like, I like Fringle. Keep that. <laughs> what, yeah, so what's your pop? Fringle phase. Fun don't stop. Uh, I bet he's out there fringling everyone at the moment, though, isn't he? <laughs> Non-stop fringling. Uh, I reckon phase four is that taking an unhealthy interest in another woman. I imagine that's the next phase. So I imagine Cliff, easy chicks. Yeah. Yeah, Cliff's like, yeah, Cliff's very much, very nearly into that phase now. He's going to these swinging places. He's going to bring home a woman at some point. You reckon he's, like, he's trying to bring home women is... or waitresses just out of interest? Women that are waitresses, I imagine. Women that are waitresses, good. Yes. Maybe the whole point is he's trying to bring home Carl. Maybe. So much maybe. silence. Well, <laughs> well, they live in the they live in the same um, divorcee apartment block, so it wouldn't take much. Uh, Magic phase happen. five uh, is probably suicide, if I'm honest. Fucking hell. Bit of a jump. Bit of a jump. From taking home a waitress to suicide. Fucking hell. Surely phase five has got to be making your peace with it and moving on. No. Just giving up. No. Fuck it. It's over. Oh, God. (laughs) So, yeah, those are the five phases of the boss. Thanks for that. Post those on social media. Should we put up? You know, at the end of like some of these shows, like I think probably soaps, they say if you've like got prob- like a problem or if you're experiencing the same things that's been discussed in this episode, like here's get, a number. Should I'll get the Samaritans give... number up now. Well, I would put Samaritans up and also just um, Jay's mobile because <laughs> he can talk to these people, obviously. 
He could talk <laughs> him off the ledge. <laughs> I can't spell Samaritans. <laughs> Maybe you need an app that tells you your grammar, Tim. It's not a grammar. You're a grandma. <laughs> yeah. Right, so there you go. There's Carl while Tim's Googling the Samaritans. Go tell us what, <laughs> what else is popping up. Uh, well, should we move on to Sarah? Uh, she's got a new job. She has. She's got a new job. And like you say, I can imagine she has been a sad sack for a while. She's not a sad sack. She comes in to whichever episode out of the three we've watched, and she is bouncing. She is so... I've never seen her that happy. And other people on the show comment on how happy she is. They like. They even say to her, you've not smiled in fucking ages. Um, so they've obviously spotted it as well as we have. And she's got a new job. I can't remember what it is. It's a weird nurse job. Mm-hmm. She's looking after a, a child uh, who's called Adam, by the way. Don't you think of that? Who is ex- suffering with extreme PTSD? Now I. Now he's he's, he's suffering from extreme PTSD. Well, there's a lot of uh, mental health issues on the show today. Uh, there is, and I, I, obviously, I'm the same. I have PTSD every time we finish a podcast. I'm like. <laughs> Give me a sit down and a nurse, please, because what the <laughs> fuck? So this poor kid has got PTSD because his house set on fire and he watched his dog die and then he watched his parents be burnt alive. This doctor's explaining this stuff. Okay. They're not dead. They're not dead. They're just in the burns unit, his parents. They are badly burnt, but not dead. They're just basically skeletons. This doctor's explaining to Sarah what's going on. He's like, no, watching the dog die was bad enough, and he's just like, oh, yeah, and let's add this on top as well. And this, happened. oh, and he started the fire by accident, and <laughs> just all these horrific things that this kid has done. What uh, makes Sarah qualified to look after him? Uh, hot. Ah, uh, because fire, hot, I understand. I don't know why, how she's got this job, to be honest with you, because last season, she was going to temp agencies, and then they were saying, you are pretty, but you are shit. That's are you what sure you don't so want to be a model? I don't know if she's got this job at all. Yeah, but she has got this job, so she's looking after this kid, Adam. Uh, so she meets him for the first time and brings him some food. Uh, and straight away, he just slides it off the table in classic angry kid hospital uh, manner. Just knocks it completely off. Uh, so... She then brings him a drink, which he then just spills on the floor as well. He, 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 uh, I know I said I was going to try and say this word less this season, but he is being a right cunt. <laughs> he is, but understandably. Like, she's, and she's too nice. She's like, oh, she's trying to be all nice with him. It's like, no, he's, he doesn't want that. He clearly, like you said, that is classic angry kid in hospital thing that he's doing. He's playing Angry Kid in Hospital. That's what his, his yeah. audition probably was. And he's just doing cliched shit. Stop giving him things. It doesn't seem right, though. Do you not do you not think it would be it would make more sense for her to have to... Because, like, okay, because she's been really down in the dumps recently, would it not make more sense for the kid to be really depressed and for her to help him out of it? Because it's kind of a metaphor for... And she's kind of helping herself out as well. Rather than just... Oh, I just fucking killed everyone. Urgh, I'm angry about it. <laughs> Why would you be angry? Don't respect metaphors in Neighbours. Come on, You're Tim. the one who fucking said it's Shakespeare in episode <laughs> one. 
<laughs> that was last season, Tim. Get over it. It's a new season now. <laughs> well, she does. She does adapt to this situation. So the next time she brings him a drink, she brings it in a little sippy cup, in those little Tommy Tippy kind of ones. T- Ten-year-olds like, love that shit. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "This is a baby's drink," and she's like, "Well, you were a fucking baby before, weren't you?" Just filling your drink. She did say that, and that, I, I was like, "Yeah, fair play." She was like, well, "Stop being a fucking baby, then." She did, <laughs> and I, I thought that was the I've not cheered for Sarah for quite some time, and I went, "Yes, <laughs> fucking tell him the little shit bag." <laughs> so then we, we cut back later and then she gives him a normal cup again and he does I mean I've got a glass in my hand right now so I'm going to reenact do it he's going to do it this is good for the so audio there's tension music and he, he looks like he's about to tip he's going to do it he's going to do it and then he just ah oh, takes a sip of it. he does Ten- tension music for I might spill my drink yeah <laughs> we <laughs> didn't spill it he didn't so she's and got then, drink to it. So you, so you see that she's winning him over slightly and you're like, yeah, you know, there's a light at the end, t- end of the tunnel for this kid, you know, there's good left in him. Uh, and then just, to, <laughs> then just to pull it over the edge, she goes, I know, his dog has just died. I'm going to bring my dog into work. Oh, and she brings Bob sake. into work. Oh, what a terrible idea. It works so well, Tim. Fuck you. The kid yeah, is but like... it's a risk. It only works well because it's said to in the fucking script, but the script is stupid. Oh. <laughs> and this kid sees Bob and that's it. He's forgot about his dead dog. He's forgot about his uh, burnt parents. Toasted family. <laughs> and all his possessions and the fact his house is burned down and he's got nowhere to live. He's forgot all about <laughs> that because Sarah brought Bob for half an hour. I mean, he is Dogs a really nice fluffy good. dog. Yeah, he is a good little fluffy dog. I might, I'll, I'll try and get a picture of Bob for you later, Tim. I think, I think it might cheer you up as well. And yeah. if there is, if there anybody you know suffering from any sort of mental health issues, just have a, just have a look at a picture of Bob from Neighbours, and it'll cheer you up. I think. Yeah, go to our Instagram followers and then like our picture of Bob. <laughs> it will do you good. It'll make it you feel good. better. Uh, so to celebrate this success, this yeah, I started over that word. And what? What, uh, what do you try to say? I was trying to say the word success. Oh, um, okay, carry on. So to celebrate this success, Sarah decides to go out for a drink with a guy called Alex who works in the hospital, who's pretty much just kind of been in the background this entire time. While Sarah's been doing all these things, he's just been kind of lurking around, what, seeing what shit's going to go down with his kid. Um, I imagine he probably had bets on it as well. Like... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I did like a little workplace whip round going, you know, 10 to 1, this kid's going to spill this drink. What do you think? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> not, not 10 to 1, she's going to have no luck or he's going to burn the place down. Just, you know, he might spill the drink. Oh, he might not. <laughs> she's giving him the drink. She's giving him the drink. What's he going to do with the drink? He's going to give him That would be exciting, to be fair. Sometimes you have to do things. You have to create little games like that in work just to... What little games at work have you created to pass the time? Uh, I imagine you, there's been a few either in your work or ones that you've created. Go for it. Tell us some. Uh, we used to peg people. Oh, that came out wrong. What the fuck? <laughs> that came what out wrong. is wrong with you? <laughs> no, so we used to get like little washing line pegs and we used to stick them on the back of people and see how many we could get on there. That was quite fun. That was a pretty good game. I remember doing that good. in school with the little tongs in science. 
and putting them on the back of people. I remember doing that. That was a thing. Yeah, that was a pretty fun game. Um, hiding things is always good as well. What have you uh, hidden? What, what have you like been people's hiding? personal items and stuff. and <laughs> You just like hide what? them and it's good. I, I don't know. You just like wedding like the children or what? What have you been hiding? <laughs> no, you just find something there and you just go, right, I'm going to hide this. And you just like hide it in the roof and stuff. Hiding the roof. The roof. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Not behind something else. The roof. Yeah, there was a place I worked, and you could get on top on top of the roof. So we so we hid someone's phone up there once. It's a good hiding place. It was really good because he was looking on his GPS to try and find it, and he's like, "It's in the <laughs> building. I can. I know it's in the building. It's saying it's right here." And it's like, "Yeah, it's right here, but about twenty feet up." <laughs> That's pretty good. So that, yeah, there's a couple of fun games. Uh, yeah, but so yeah, Sarah goes out to celebrate with Alex, and Alex is obviously like, you know, he has ulterior motives here. Uh, he's he's trying to make this more of a romantic thing with Sarah. I think uh, Sarah takes a little bit convincing, but eventually, because of the success she's had with this kid, she's like, "All right, let's go out for dinner. Why not? It's been a long time since I've smiled." And there we go. So Sarah, she's not a sad sack anymore, I don't think. I think that sad sack phase is is well and truly done. I hope so. Got nah. a bit bored of it, didn't we? Yeah. She still needs to get back involved with the, the Carl Susan situation. It, it has to come back around to her. Well, she did say, didn't she, at one point. She asks Lou, I think. She says, oh, have you seen Carl about? And he says, oh, yeah, sorry, I'm in the coffee shop a bit ago. And she says, how's he doing? Where is he? And, he, and Lou says, oh, is that the, the I don't know, divorced men's club or whatever it's called? Do you want the address? And she's like, no, no, I, I don't. I just wanted to know how he was doing. I think at some point she's going to go and pay him a visit, though. I think she's going to get the address, or at least his phone number, give him a call, go and see him. Don't know how that's going to go. Really? See, I think she's done with him. I think... You say done? I think she's done with this, yeah. I think she's just going to move on. And I think there's going to be a lot of resentment in the fact that, you know... I mean, it takes two to tango, but, you know, she's caused all this trouble and then she's just going to just kind of walk away from it. And I think that's going to cause a lot of trouble and a lot of resentment in the street. She thinks she was only interested because he was unattainable. Uh, possibly, like, you know, unrequited love sometimes is quite easier because nothing changes with that. Like, if you know, if you love someone, you know it can't happen, then, you know, that's the situation it is, and that never changes. So, you know, some people will just stick with that. But she's, she might be given the option at some point. Like, we don't know whether Carl and Susan will split up, and then Carl will be single, and then they can be together if they want to. But if you reckon she's just not interested and she's done with it? Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm calling it. I reckon, she's, uh, I reckon she's done with this. And it's just going to be left for Carl and, and, and Susan to patch things up if they can. It's more interesting, I think, that way. Like, it doesn't have to be a triangle anymore. Unless we'll Susan wants to find someone else. Well, maybe, yeah. You know, right, so, extra little one here. I don't know if this was just me spotting something. Joel still li lives in the house with Susan. Like, Joel's good-looking, but he's very young, lad. He's like, he's, obviously, he's only about 20 or something. But him and Susan were very... 
Pally. And no, he I... says something, Joel says something like, like Susan has a little bit of a joke with uh, with Lance. We can talk about Lance again in a bit. She has she winds Lance up a little bit. So she's obviously feeling a little bit better. Um, and Joel says, you're pretty cool. And Sue, Su- Susan says, thanks. I think that means something's going to happen. I think there's going to be a bit of a thing. I'm glad that just wasn't me who spied that as well, because she's definitely looking at Joel in a different way now. I think... You'll tell us at the end, I'm sure, what our next episodes are. I think in either... in By episode three of this podcast, season two, I think they might have held hands. Oh. (laughs) Wow. Putting it out there. Hand-holding by episode three. Wow. Uh, yeah, she's definitely uh, yeah, she's definitely flirting with him. Definitely flirting with him. Uh, so, yeah, speaking of Lance, uh, the reason that she's... Uh, so Lance is trying to get fit. I don't know why. He's just decided that he wants to get fit. It's probably something Amy said to him, I imagine. Amy just went, oh, you know, you're getting a bit tubby there. And, you know, he's taking that as, you know, as he always does. And goes, right, okay, I'm going to do some exercise with Joel. Uh, but he's he's trying to he's trying to lift some weights while he's while he's at Joel's at the Kennedys, and he breaks Susan's lamp. And uh, in because he he lifts the weight up, drops it on his foot, and then elbows the lamp. Uh, what a dickhead! He's yeah. trying too hard, isn't he? He's he's he doing too, too much hard. too soon. He's not pacing himself. He's trying to do everything you know, at once. Even Joel said that he's like, "You're doing too much too soon. You're going to hurt yourself and cause an injury." Uh, yeah, so Susan completely winds him up about this lamp. Uh, Lance tries and comes up with this real fanciful story of how we broke it. He's like, oh, yeah, I had these big, massive weights and I just had them up. And then one of them fell off the side and smashed onto the lamp. And Susan's like, no, I didn't happen at all. No, he just knocked it off. And she says it was $500, that, and it's very important to her. It wasn't. She was bullshitting him. It was quite nice to see Susan have a little bit of fun. Um, yeah. So there you go. She's healing. It's good. I like to see it. We want to move on to the Lou storyline now. Uh, so Lou has got a new nanny uh, who seems amazing until she doesn't show up for lunch with Lou, with uh, with Lolly, and and he has a massive fucking panic. So yeah, he's it, decided that. He has to get a nanny. I imagine the court has probably ordered him to get a nanny and that he can't just leave Lou Lolly alone anymore. So I imagine there's been some uh, intervention there from child services. Uh, so he's been ordered by the, he's been ordered by the courts to get a nanny to, to, to be a full-time carer. Uh, so he's got this girl called Marion, who seems like a dream come true, really, you know. Exactly. She see like it, I don't even know if it's just neighbours or whatever. If I see a nanny in any TV show now, I think they're going to be a pedo or <laughs> something else equally as bad. I don't know if it's equally as bad as that, but they are they're not to be trusted, these nannies. Never get a nanny. They're not to be trusted at all. She, like you say, is too good. She's fucking singing. She's cooking food, obviously. What else would you cook? Um... And then she's got extra left for Lou. She's she's too good to be true, as you say. There's no way she is above board. No way, not having it. What, no, what are some what are some other 
dodgy nannies. I I immediately think of Mary Poppins. She was a druggie. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. That was just a that was a man trying to get his wife back. Bit stalkery, scary. From, yeah, very scary. From minute one, that's just a lie. Someone posing yeah. as somebody else in your home, looking after your children. Scary shit. There's no good nannies. Tell, I don't know if you've seen this, Tim. This might be before your time. Do you remember the film Mr. Nanny, starring one Hulk Hogan as the aforementioned Mr. Nanny? Mr. Nanny. Bit of a racist, that man. He is a bit of a racist. Um, he's also a terrible actor, and this film is <laughs> awful. Yeah. No so, nannies just- are good. I've just Googled bad nannies and there's so many articles that have come up about bad nannies. Uh, well, even in real life. I'm there's not, a I top 15 list of the worst nannies. Yeah, there's loads of stories about that's like ends up terrible. I don't want to go into it because it's supposed to be a light-hearted show. But <laughs> bad things happen if you get a nanny. Don't do it. And another thing about this nanny who's too good to be true, does all this shit, her eyes. Oh, yeah, she has got psychotic eyes. The light. Big bulgy eyes all the time. <laughs> I'm not. And what sort of a name's Merrin anyway? Is that an Australian name? You'll you'll be able to tell us this, I imagine. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get. Shall I give you an Australian fact? Cool. Yes, please. Lovely. It's uh, it's a new. It, it, it's it survived season one, and Australia facts is back for season two. Australia facts for you. Merrin is the sixth most popular name in Australia. You made that up. <laughs> Fucking go with it. And you know what? (laughs) This is going to be a a good natural progression for Australian facts. Like, in season one, you genuinely believed them all and fucking brilliant. Jason came on and basically shot that shit down. This season, I want them to be just ridiculous things that you say (laughs) that might be true. Just really specific things. Yeah. And I'm glad that you said the sixth. You didn't say the first. You didn't even say, like, top five. You went with the sixth, and that's what made that so good. So, well done. I really like this new feature that we've got going. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Adam. Uh, And praise has come to season two as well, because there was none of that in season one. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice to know. Uh, So, but she does slip up pretty badly, because... Lou says, oh, you know, I'll have some time off at lunch. Why don't we meet at the coffee shop for lunch, the three of us? She doesn't show up at all. No phone call, nothing. The whole street, everyone is frantic, wanting to know. The police are involved. Because this is, like, before mobile phones kind of were really adapted by everyone. Um, so not every, I think not everyone has a mobile phone. Uh, so there's lots of waiting by pay phones. Uh, you know, someone's waiting at Lou's place, someone's waiting in the cafe, someone's waiting at, at Lou's house, all waiting for phone calls. Uh, but she eventually strolls in a couple of hours later, and Lou absolutely fucking roasts her. And kind of rightly so as well. Uh, he's like, where the hell have you been? Like, he really, he, he puts on a proper deep, gravelly voice as well when he's shouting at her. Uh, and she just basically starts crying. Uh, and comes up with, now, I, I'd be interested to see what you think about this, Adam. She comes up with a, a story that her mum has had a fall and she had to go see her in hospital straight away. Do you believe this story? No. So, no. she says, if it, had been, if it had been a worse thing, 
uh, a worse accident or something, I'm, I'd be slightly more inclined to believe it. But she she says, my mum had a fall and she's hurt her hip. Hip. Not unconscious, not brain damage, can't walk. Season <laughs> one, you're welcome. Just, she's hurt her hip. I'm, I'm sorry, you can phone. You, you, she had a mobile, she said, oh, I didn't, I couldn't call. You could have. She was so upset about this, it, the tears were fake. You would not be that upset about someone hurting their hip, not buying it at all. Not buying Tim, it what do all. you think? What injury would someone have to do to make you go, oh, that's a good excuse? Well, I don't, I, w- without knowing any more than what you've just said, I think if I'm by myself looking after a child and. I, 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 first of all, th- that should never happen. I wouldn't <laughs> that Hypothetically. <laughs> If I'm in that situation and I hear that my mum's hurt herself badly enough that she needs to go to hospital for anything, today I send a quick text message, a call, Lou, whatever. But in 90, what, 99 are we on to yet? We're still 98? 98, 99. Probably nothing I can do. I have to act right away. I don't think I need it to be worse than she's fallen and hurt her hip. Is there anything else that makes you think that she's lying? Is there, what else do you think that she's I'll she be honest, doing? Maybe it is my own, um, my own thoughts about what, what I think she's like anyway, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'm just thinking, there's this nanny, she seems a little bit too good to be true. She's got eyes that are popping out of her head. I don't believe her. Okay. So you yeah, tell it's, me. It's built up to look that way, isn't it? But I think th- so. this, this might be one of those typical neighbours things where they built it up and built it up so you're like, oh, God, what's she done? And then, yeah, we just got rid of her in the end. She was fine, but nah. Well, it does well, continue. Go for it. Yeah, you've got your pen out ready to make some points. Go for it. <laughs> well, so, yeah, uh, she comes up to the pub later on to see Lou. And, you know, they've kind of patched things over by this point. Lou's kind of accepted her apology and accepted her story. And he's like, yeah, you know, no hard feelings. You know, I was just worried about Lolly, et cetera, et cetera. And she goes, uh, well, no problem, but I'm going to have to give the job up anyway because my mum, because I need to look after my mum. Fucking neighbour storyline. Yeah, they know. built up the tension based on nothing and then <laughs> just got it. rid of it. And then she gets up and sings because Lou's decided to have an, an open mic night at his pub because having an open mic night at Little Tommy Tucker's all the time Apparently he's doing it in raw in trade, so he's like, I'm gonna do it at the pub as well. And what he says is the winner of like the open mic night at the pub gets a gig at Little Tommy Tucker's. That's the <laughs> prize for doing for doing one thing at his one pub, you get to go and do it again at his other place. <laughs> stupid. Completely stupid. Interested to know who who the actress was, because I bet. She's she's just got this one episode opportunity to go on Neighbours and basically just do everything she's capable of. So she's done the the loving, fun character. She's done the scary character. She's done sad. She can she can clearly cry on cue, and now she's gonna fucking sing as well. She's done her in, pretty good. She's done her entire range. Yeah. Do you think that's it then? Do you think that's she's one then gone, or do you think she'll be hanging around, drinking? Sounds, sounds like she's done. Manager or something. You, you just never know, dear. It could, it's yeah. It's either we'll never see her again, or she will get some ridiculous storyline where Lou's going to be a manager and they'll go out on tour. <laughs> and then, it, yeah, 
Could be really. It could go either way. <laughs> was anybody else part of this open mic night at Lou's pub then? That's a nice little segue, Adam. You're welcome. Uh, because uh, because while while Lou is setting up this open mic night, Drew is hanging around the pub. And uh, so Lou asked, Lou asked Drew to go up and go, oh, will you just test the microphone while we just need to test the levels, et cetera. Uh, tell, this, tell a joke. So Drew gets up to the stage and tells a joke. And it absolutely kills. It's the one uh, joke he knows. The one joke he knows. Uh, do you want me to recite the joke for you now? Have you got it all down? I haven't got it all down now. This is all off memory. Then no. <laughs> <laughs> What kind I of want joke you to try. It? It'll be our kind of funny if you try. <laughs> uh, it's an Irish joke. And you oh. have to say that. It's an Irish joke. So there's there's three Irish men. Uh, and one of them, or two of them, are, are planning to fly to the sun. And then uh, the other Irishman turns around and says, uh, he, he does the accents as well. He does the accent. He goes, oh, well, what are you going to do when you get there? You know, you say, oh, no. <laughs> are you going to do the accent? I'm going to do the accent too, yeah, of course. Like, what are you going to do to get there? Because it's going to be dead hot and, and the plane will burn down. <laughs> and then the other two Irishmen go, oh, Paddy, 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 Paddy. We thought about this, you know, we thought about it. We're going to go at the night time. But, um, that's the joke. That's the joke. Nice. Which kills in the pub. Absolutely kills Lou. Lou is rolling on the floor. He's it's rocking. the funniest thing Lou's ever heard in his life, isn't it? <laughs> it's also probably the cleanest joke he's ever heard as well at this point. He's like, what? You don't need to swear or make sexist or racist comments? It is a little bit that racist. Was, that is so, racist. That is racist. That's why he gets a kick out of it. <laughs> so Lou's now convinced that Drew is uh, the next Chris Rock. And has decided that he's he's this amazing stand-up comedian, and that he can be the MC for all these nights and tell jokes and get all the punters in. Uh, but Drew's like, because yeah, like, he says it to begin with. He says like it's 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 like he just wants Drew to do it because he's got nobody else. But then after he tells the joke, he does. He makes him he makes him the MC for the pub and thinks he's genuinely fucking hilarious. So now Drew, who we love Drew, he's a handsome guy, he's the nicest guy, he's a mechanic, brilliant. He's not a funny guy. He's not like one of the comedic characters in this show at all. Of no. all the people to be an MC, I would not have picked mild-mannered mechanic, Drew Kirk. <laughs> Absolutely not. So Lou, well, well, Drew's like, well, that's the only joke I know. So Lou is like, don't worry, I've got a joke book. <laughs> Give him a joke book. Oh, no. Where's the joke book from, though? Where is the joke book from? Well, he says it's the joke. It's Playboy's greatest jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And it, there is a great little comedic scene later on where, where, where Libby's going to do, oh, well, tell me a joke then. And he's looking through the book going, no, can't tell that one. No, can't tell that one. <laughs> no, can't say that one. <laughs> Which, considering, again, it's 1998, imagine how bad the jokes must have been if he couldn't say them in 1998. <laughs> uh, he also makes, Lou also makes a Benny Hill reference during this whole thing as well, which is very strange. I didn't realise Benny Hill was... Popular outside of the UK, really. 
Uh, well, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, maybe that's an Australia fact. Shall I give you yeah. another Australia fact? Go on. Uh, Australia fact. Benny Hill is the sixth most favourite comedian <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> so next storyline I want to talk about is Paul. Weird kid, weird, creepy kid, Paul. Uh, not that we actually see him in this episode at all, on this lot of episodes. Uh, he's just talked about a lot because his, I don't know, what what the the, the woman who's like his case manager for his adoption uh, shows up at the cafe and tells Madge and Harold that, that Paul's dad, a guy called Leo McLean, which is a pretty cool name, to be fair. I'm thinking like Bruce Willis, diehard kind of kind of guy. It's exactly what I'm thinking. Uh, he might actually even be Bruce Willis. You know, he, he might do a, a couple of cameos. We don't know. Uh, he wants to see Paul. Uh, now, now, the case manager has called Paul and explained that he, he wants to make contact. Uh, so, and, and she warns Madge and Harold about it. And Madge and Harold are prepared to talk to him about it when he comes back home. But... He never comes home. He never comes home. And we don't see him this entire lot of episodes. He's still not home by the end of it. Where is Paul? What is he doing? I don't know, because they ring all his mates. Why no, they, they, they ring Mickey Dalton last? The only one... I know he was a bit of a, a rogue, but he's the only one other than Hannah I've ever seen Paul talk to. So why he was on the last... He was the last name to fucking ring, I don't know. He won at the park. He won at any of his mates' house. He won at the coffee shop. Where the fuck's Paul? Where the fuck is this? Should we make any... Not a clue. No, no predictions? I haven't even got a good prediction. I'm trying to think of something now. His neighbours, in it. They live on the same fucking street. Where's he going to... I don't know where he's going to go. When Lolly went missing, they were like, shit, some people have got swimming pools. Maybe she's fallen into a swimming pool. And they ran around looking for Lolly and the weird nanny in the swimming pools. She went in there. Is Paul going to be face down in a swimming pool? Possibly. I don't know. If it was between Lolly and Paul, I'd fancy Lolly's chances a lot more than Paul out on their own. True. I feel like Lolly's a survivor. She's been living on her own, sorting herself out since she was literally <laughs> born. Weird kid, Paul. I, I don't know where he's going to be. He'll just be somewhere being weird. Well, he could be with his dad. He could just have met his dad. Uh, and he's just hanging out with his cool dad. I'm going to say he's cool dad, Leo McLean. I'm going to say he's a bad boy. I'm going to say he's a complete bad boy. I'm going to say he owns a leather jacket as well. Uh, <laughs> white T-shirt, leather jacket. I don't think slick back hair. Maybe just a skinhead, I'd say. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to okay. say maybe he's, he's, he's hanging out with his dad. I'm going for white vest, Hawaiian-style shirt undone. Either no hair or mad scruffy hair, and I reckon he drives like a beat-up old VW camper van. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Tim, what do you think? I think he's black. That would uh... be a swerve. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, so... The last storyline I want to talk about, because again, that's literally all that happens to Paul. Absolutely nothing. Uh, the last storyline I want really to talk about. Really slow at the moment, aren't we? Uh, 
Yeah, well, you know, we've had a big, you know, like I said, you know, the, the big Susan Carl thing happened and the wedding happened, and I feel like there's just a natural come down from that. Still, um, if, if that's if that's there were ten episodes in between, and then we're doing what two, three, four episodes now. Mm-hmm. So that's if you if it's one of what five episodes a week, that's nearly three weeks worth of episodes where basically nothing's happening. Well, I've been paying attention through this podcast. It's all fucking kicking off. <laughs> sort of. Well, another thing that is kicking off or starting is that uh, so Erin's behind needs a new school captain. Now, uh, I don't know what a school captain is, uh, but I do know the reason why that they need a new school captain. I'm assuming it's like head girl or something like that. It's like, like a, a president or something, isn't it? Yeah, like... they're like a representative for the school to like the community or something like that. Uh, but I do know why they're looking for a new school captain. This wasn't in the episodes we watched, but I did find this while I was looking through other episodes. Uh, they need a new school captain because the other one is four months pregnant. <laughs> That's discrimination. <laughs> why, why are they getting rid of her? <laughs> Who was it? I, just some unnamed character. Uh, but Amy does state that uh, she's four months pregnant, so therefore they need a new school captain. And the two people who are going in for it are Amy and Anne, and they're uh, they're doing they're doing the whole canvassing thing, trying to get people's votes. They they have little speeches in the classroom, which is really weird. So they get up on a podium with a microphone in a really small classroom. There is absolutely no need for them to have a microphone. They can just talk in their normal voice and can be heard in this classroom. It's the same classroom that every, well, it's the same set they use every single time for a classroom shot. <laughs> and, they ha- and they have them on a microphone, on a podium, giving these speeches about what they're going to do for the school. Uh, but if this, this, this is uh, causing problems for Lance. Maybe this is why he wants to go running so he can just run away from his problems. But obviously, because obviously Lance is- Is that why you go Amy. running? <laughs> to get away from my problems. Is that why you run? Uh, no, I, I do think it's good for my mental health, though. Uh, do you run away from his neck? <laughs> no, my neck is streamlined from my running. No, I do think <laughs> like, it is good. If you've got stuff going on, I think it is good to clear your head, go for a run and clear your head. And Tim, would you, you know, you're, you're a fellow runner. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, these are we're, the things we're... we'll discuss. We're doling out all the good advice. We're we're becoming humanitarian amazingness in series series two, season two. Absolutely, like like I said, and the the, the running podcast spinoff will be coming soon with me, Tim, and Emily <laughs> Milburn. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, Adam, you can ask questions uh, if you want about running. Maybe you could be like the you could start running as well. You could be like the newbie. To the to the running thing in this, and then quickly, and then quickly overtake, <laughs> then quickly overtake me, and be no, better Adam, at it than me. Adam can be the one who doesn't watch the episodes, and we just tell him about it. <laughs> that can be it. I won't run. You can run. Just tell me about your run, and then I'll just occasionally say I might just shout kayak at random points. Or have you got the runs? <laughs> That'd be a good that could be the name of the podcast. Have you got the runs? <laughs> <laughs> or we've got the runs. <laughs> <laughs>
uh, yeah, and they're just, they're, you know, Lance is in a bit of a, you know, in between a rock and a hard place here. He's, uh, you know, obviously Amy's boyfriend, but he's also Anne's twin brother. And they're just both kind of try and play him off each other. Uh, so Paul Lance has got to deal with that. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I imagine this storyline's around for a little while. Question. Uh, who do you think he's going to be the school captain? It's one of them two. Well, I was going to say, who would you vote for? I feel like Anne, because she's a little bit more, you know, she helps out old people. She helps out Lily, let's not forget. Is Lily still alive? Uh, I think so, yeah. Even though every time she was... On the last episode, she was there because she convinced Libby to uh, to stand up against the redditor who'd uh, nick the story. But every time she's on screen, and, and maybe this could be a, a new thing for season two as well, it could be the Lily Death Watch. Because every time she's in a scene, I'm like, she's carking it in the scene. Absolutely. She's going to die any second now. Uh, so I think, yeah. The Emily, the Emily Death Watch is, is definitely on the season. Emily Death Watch? Not Emily. Don't kill off Emily. Emily. <laughs> Fucking hell. Sorry, <laughs> Em. <laughs> Sorry, I meant Lily. <laughs> Emily is in fine shape. She can run very far and is in great physical condition, I'm sure. Uh, All right, mate. <laughs> Lily, on the other hand, drinks 15 gins a day and, yeah, is about to cark it at any moment in time. We'll keep an eye out. Uh, we will keep an eye out. Yeah, she's definitely... They're going to have to kill her off at some point, this girl, aren't they? So, yeah, I think... And it's going to have to be Anne's, you know... It's going to have to be well Anne's present as well, I think. Uh, but, yeah, to my point, Anne is, you know, someone who helps out older people in the community. She was very helpful with the whole scandal with the counsellor and the dodgy builders. So I feel <laughs> like she's fellow bit... students give a shit about any of that? No, bit no. boring. I don't think no. they'll vote for her. Yeah, that is, I think that is her problem. Whereas Amy's hot and a bit of a flirt and can quite very easily get votes. If you you have got your red screwed on, aren't you? That's, that's what you're looking at. <laughs> I was going to say it's like she's quite bullshit. She'll sort shit out. She doesn't, she'll speak up and not really give a shit. Nope. Hot, flirty, done. So that's it. That is episode one, season two. It's a wrap. In the bag. It's in the bag. That's my bag. Um, that, that's a catchphrase from season one. That's back as well. Uh, of course, there is the That's My Bag tier on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Neighbourhood Rewatch, where for just one pound plus VAT, you can listen to the unedited advert-free podcast such good value one quid a month you know that advert at the start of the podcast where it's me going hi i'm jk from the neighborhood i fucking hate that advert (laughs) (laughs) for a pound that can go that can go worth it i'll pay (laughs) (laughs) hi hi i'm jk from the name i put put my radio dj voice on for that don't you're sickening i am sickening uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the next lot of episodes we are going to watch for episode two of season two, uh, which will be coming next week, uh, episode 3138 to 3142. So again, we're doing a, a pretty mighty skip. Uh, hopefully something will have happened. Uh, any other predictions you want to throw out there before we wrap this up? Uh, is Carl still going to be living in his shithole? 
Yeah, I think he will have tried to get back in a little bit. I think Sarah will. I know you said Sarah will be done with it. I think Sarah will have gone to visit him and they'll be umming and ahhing again. That'll be boring. But like you say, like hopefully something will happen. But I feel like, you know what? I feel like we make something happen, even if they don't, to be honest. <laughs> we certainly do. We are a force of nature sometimes as well. I'm going to give one bold prediction. I'm going to say Weird Kid Paul is gone by the time we get to these episodes. Dead? I'm going to say, yeah, uh, yeah, either dead or just fucked off with his dad. Uh, one of the two. Uh, but so I, I, <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to be gone. I think this storyline that's coming up is his uh, is, is swan song, shall we say. Uh, because most characters on this show do have a pretty short lifespan. Uh, sometimes they don't even get to the end of their 11-week run. As we know, uh, poor Jason. <laughs> uh, poor Jason. We love you, Jason. Hope you're listening. Hope, I'm sure. I'm sure he's he's be well excited about season two. Jason's welcome back for season two, right? Oh, absolutely. Done once. Absolutely. I actually tried getting him to get in, in place of Tim, if I'm honest, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might actually. <laughs> I might actually try and reach out to Bob the dog as well, see what he's up to. Because This was about 25 years ago. Um, Bob's dead. What? No, don't say that. Dead, <laughs> oh, that's a depressing way to end it. That's a depressing way to end the podcast. Bob the dog is probably dead. Uh, well, that poster, I, that, that picture I post on Twitter later will be a bit more depressing now because it'll be an in-memoriam of Bob the dog. <laughs> R.I.P. Bob. R.I.P. Bob. We love you, Bob. We love you, Bob. <laughs> I'm just going to, uh, you know, if you just raise a glass to Bob the dog there. Uh, you were a very fluffy dog. I'm going to pour some out for him. <laughs> yeah, let's pour one out for our homie. Uh, <laughs> you make that weird kid, Adam, who had PTSD, very happy for 30 minutes. Uh, it was it was probably something in his life that he, you know, he looks back on while he's now in jail. So it's a happy memory for him. So thank you to Bob the dog. Thank you to Tim. Thank you to Adam. You've been great friends and we've watched some great neighbours. <laughs>